0: this is episode six of Riding Walks. I'm your guide, Alexi e. Talander. Today we're going to be doing our usual two topics. We're going to be starting out talking about writing as a parent. Uh, This was actually done as a recommendation from one of our listeners. So thank you, James, for sending that in, as well as your other ones. And I'll see if I'll get to your other suggested topic to talk about. So we'll be talking about writing as a parent. And later on, we'll be talking about trusting your intuition as a writer. the first month to six weeks after my son was born, I can definitely say I didn't get any writing done. I was just running on fumes and lack of sleep and exhaustion. And fortunately, I wasn't working at the time, so I was able to be with my wife and fully take care of my son. But the idea of doing any writing or anything creative just wasn't there. And then as we started to get into a groove of parenting and not feeling like we have been stuck in this crazy situation that we didn't know what we were doing and how could they ever think we would be in charge of a kid. As we got more into the role of creating a schedule sort of things settled down a bit I felt that creative spark start to come back a little bit. I also wanted to change things up where I'd been stuck at home looking after the kid and wanted to kind of do something different so I decided to start doing morning runs one of every morning or every other morning or so a few times a week and listening to audiobooks while I was doing it and that just felt good for my body to start exercising like that again as I was getting a little more sleep or more regular food and and As I listened to, I was going through Stephen King books at that point, and he's always been a writer that inspires me to want to write. It doesn't matter necessarily which book it is. I don't know if it's something with how he writes, or just that I'm very familiar with his books, and I've listened to them and enjoyed them for so long. But just hearing his words or reading his words, it makes me want to start writing, which is always a good uh, kick-starter for me when I'm having a, a writing slump. And so as I was jogging and listening to these books, the creative mill in my mind started turning and moving. And that's when I started an idea that blossomed into something bigger and eventually became the book I'm currently working on, called *Olog*, um, which is kind of a horror novel in the style of Stephen King's It, um, but set in a made-up town here in Northern California. But as I got through more of King's books, especially the ones involving children and bad and horrible things that happen to children, it hit me in a way that I had never felt reading them previously, and that's because I was reading them now as the first time as a parent, as someone who would had a child, much like the characters in the book I was reading. And having these sad and unfortunate things happen to these children just really hit me in a way that I hadn't felt before. I'm pretty sure I read um, Cujo during that period, and if you haven't read it, and if you have issues with stuff having kids, definitely skip that one. But it's as a parent, heart wrenching to read. <laughs> for what the family and the child goes through in that book. And I can confidently say I have no plans to ever read it again now because of what an impact it's made on me. And the same is true for um, King's last book, uh, I do to know what it's called, I think it's called The Institute, which was about a story of these um, kids that get kidnapped and they're, these people are using them to try and see if they have special powers and develop their special powers But it was very much a story of control and abuse against these kids. And I never, I gave up on the book. I got like a third of the way through and just gave up on it. I presume it ended with the kids mounting an uprising and taking over the institute and stopping them. But I felt it wasn't worth it having to suffer through with these children what they were going through. Because I have a son. He's six now, and he's everything to me. There's rarely a moment in the day where I'm not thinking about him, wondering what he's doing, what he's up to, what he's thinking, who he's interacting with, because I helped make him and shape him and raise him, and now he's a growing human being who has his own personality and intelligence. And it's something that I helped make and mold. And you care so much for them. There's that old saying, songs have been sung about it, movies have been made around it, about dying for someone, sacrificing your life for someone. And that's also something I wasn't too... uh, about. I can't really wrap my brand around it, around it until I had a kid. And then after that, it's no question. I will willingly throw myself in front of a car to save my son now. Or anything else, sacrifice-wise, it would take. It would be no question. For writing, it can be very hard to get back into that groove, to want to start writing when you have something that's taking all your energy and enjoyment when it's taking all your joy to focus on including all your stamina and everything you can to keep going and it's easy I think to completely get stuck in that and feel you don't need to write anymore and honestly, if that's a choice you make, that's totally fine. You are creating something in helping to raise, educate, and grow this other human being. There is creativity involved, and it is a ton of work. But getting back to writing can be really hard. I know it definitely was for me, and I was able to kind of find a way through it with some exercise From the beginning when we had the kid, it was clear that we were of the stance that we were going to adapt and change our lives to suit the child, to give him the best chances in life possible. Whether that meant us losing out on going to things, doing things, it felt more like that part of our lives was just over and now it was all about him and raising him. It's been that way ever since. And being able to then fit in something like your creative endeavor, whether it be writing or painting or some other art, can be really hard. It is really hard. Because you're always on limited time. A key step for us really was when we were done with naps with him and he started going to bed at a regular time and what we found too was once we got rid of the naps and he was just going to bed usually between around 7 o'clock um, he'd be out like a light for a long time not always through the whole night but through a good chunk of time and that's when my wife and I started to realize she's a writer too that we had this chunk of time where we could do stuff and yes, we could watch TV catch up on those shows we haven't watched in forever hey bird catch up on those shows or play a game, play a video game, do things we hadn't done in a while. But I think we both realized that it was also an opportunity for us to get back to writing and open that up again. And that was really another big starting point for us getting back into that routine that we have since stuck to. Where now, once the kid goes down each night We have about an hour of doing whatever time, whether it's catching up on a show or talking or doing whatever. And then after that, it's like an hour to an hour and a half block of writing time, working time, and then bedtime. And that has been working for years for us now. And it might work for you too. Might be something to try. And it's all part of that getting into the routine thing of setting your kind of schedule of working in creativity with your life as someone who has a full-time job and as a parent sleep again tends to be the thing that gets cut back but if you set your schedule with room for enough sleep and stick to it you can do it now I will willfully admit there are some days where I'm just tired I worked extra hours Uh, I just don't feel up to it and the thing that will get cut will be the writing time because I'm not willing to sacrifice time with my child over time for writing writing is important to me and writing time is important but time with my child is more so. It will always be more important because each day he's different and he's something that won't be that way again. But if you have that schedule and set that writing time around your parenting you will get writing done and you'll get that project done. It may not get done as fast as you want it to. It certainly won't get done as fast as if you maybe had all this time on your by yourself without a child. But I feel you should not put writing over having a child. Because it is the most amazing thing human beings get to do. And it changes your life forever. It gives more meaning to your life that you might not have had before. And it makes you better as a writer. Because you go through a series of conflicts and battles and challenges that you overcome with raising your child. But you also learn how human beings start to think and start to Calculate and create and develop. You see it all kind of from scratch. Like language. You know, this thing comes out and can't speak a word, and then five years later it's using complete sentences. And it's all because of what you did. And it also just makes you understand people better. Because when you have a kid, you automatically connect with other parents and talk about things, and you learn about different parenting styles, but you also learn about different people, and how they work, and what their schedules are like, and lives are like. And this is all fuel and fodder for your creative endeavors, for creating characters and lives in your stories. Definitely one of the more entertaining things I like to do is be at some park, or party or kids event, something like that and just sit and watch all the kids and all the different types of parents and just everything going on and to see all these different lives interacting and working together just kind of take it all in and learn from it for my writing and this is true just in general as well Or you can just sit in the park and just watch people, their pets, their family members, their kids, and just watch what they're doing and how they're doing it. It's fascinating. So depending on uh, where you are now in your parenting and wanting to get back to writing it is possible it's certainly not easy and it's definitely not something you have to do if you don't want to you can give it 5 years you can give it 10 years you can wait till the kids in college are left home and go back to writing writing is something that will always be in you whether you use it right now or use it later You can't change that you're a writer, and that won't go away. But you can also use other tricks, other little devices to help you start writing. Uh, One thing my wife also did was uh, she made sure she did at least three sentences every night before she went to sleep. Three sentences doesn't sound like much, but if you do three sentences every night, seven nights a week, every month, for a year, it all adds up. And it can start something that will develop more, and you'll find yourself doing more than three sentences a night and dedicating more time to it if you have it. If you want to get in touch with me to talk about writing and parenting I'd be happy to talk with you you can uh, email me at writingwalks at gmail.com you can post to the patreon which is patreon.com slash or you can reach out to me on twitter my twitter handle is at bookbanter now let's move on to our next topic writer's intuition trusting your intuition as a writer It's definitely become a cliche, especially on TV, especially with cops, of cops' intuition, someone's intuition, going with your gut, trusting your gut. But like a lot of things and a lot of cliches, there is, there's curls of truth to it. And I've definitely found with intuition that's true. It may be a strange feeling that you're not going to trust, but with me personally, I've found it always follows through. I'm going to start out with examples in my work life. Uh, As with Jake Fisher on Ostium, I think I have a partial photographic memory. I'm pretty good at remembering where things are. And one thing I could always do when I was working for bookstores years ago is I'd be able to remember exactly where a specific book was on a display when a customer wanted it. This would usually happen a couple times a week. And I attributed that to a kind of intuition. And I trusted that intuition. In my current day job now as a mail carrier, in addition to delivering mail and magazines and catalogs and all that, we obviously do packages. A lot of Amazon packages party mail packages, and they come in all shapes and sizes, from huge big boxes holding heavy bags of dog food, to cases of water, to tiny little earrings ordered all the way from China, these little packages. And there's never been a single time where... I've gone to do a package, and I felt, wait a minute, there was another package here, I'm pretty sure. Any time I've said, oh no, it wasn't there, or I've gotten to an address and thought, I could have sworn I had a package for this address, but I don't see it here, so I probably don't. Every time I've done that, I've always gone on later on and found that package somewhere. It may have gotten somewhere lost in the truck, but it's always been there. And it's taken me a few years to acknowledge that. It doesn't happen all the time, but probably a couple times a month, and it's taken me a while to realize it is my intuition working there. and I think kind of part of that photographic memory of seeing that address and knowing it's somewhere in the truck. But knowing I have to trust that and realize when I can't find it, I need to just look harder. And each time I've looked harder, I've found it in some hidden spot. With writing, you have to trust your intuition. You don't want to hold back when you're writing. You won't want to put boundaries on yourself or limitations. Just let your characters be free. Let the story be told how it's being told and see where it takes you. We're all human beings. We watch other human beings. We watch Stories and read stories about human beings and how they interact. So we have these ideas and thoughts and concepts all inside us, both at a conscious and a subconscious level. So letting your characters do strange things that you're not sure about is letting your intuition lead you to somewhere new that you wouldn't have necessarily got to if you had painstakingly plotted it out and thought about it in detail. It's one of those things in my writing that took a few years to realize and understand that I just needed to let the characters have free reign. Sometimes they'll go in a strange place and it'll end up not working out. That happens in writing just like it happens in any the other art where you're creating something and you've got to try it to make mistakes, for things to go wrong and then to find the right path. Trusting your intuition makes you a better writer. It makes you a more interesting writer. It makes you a more creative writer. It takes you to places You never thought you could go because you hadn't imagined it. Even though it was already in you. So let your characters be free. Let them tell the story that you're trying to tell. But don't hold back. for this episode of Writing Walks I actually did a little poll on Twitter about various topics including this writing and trusting your intuition and I think I'll start doing that in future maybe get a week's notice something when I know I've got one coming up and post uh, a poll for people to vote on that was kind of fun and I'll put it up on Twitter and then mentioned it on the Patreon so everyone can know about it. I didn't really have a recommendation for this episode so as I was doing my walk up the hill here at Taylor Mountain I came up with one I wanted to recommend. Yes, it's Stephen King again. Shocker. It's about his... It's for his book on writing. And it is amusingly called On Writing. And I think I'm eventually going to do an episode on writing walks about writing advice books. I've read a few of them, but not too many. But I'd like to read some more. And it'd be interesting just to kind of compare and see what I get out of it. But the Stephen King one I own and have read a few times. The kind of neat thing about it is it's about 200 to 250 pages. But probably the first half of the book is just a bit of an autobiography of Stephen King about his life, getting into writing and starting writing and all the things that led through that and his periods of addiction and things like that and the accident he had. So that's like half the book. So it's really only 125 odd pages, more or less, of writing advice. I think the key with any writing book is to treat it as advice. He's not telling you how to be a writer or what to do. Even if he is saying you have to do this, you don't have to take it that way. You take it as advice, just as we talked about writing advice in a previous episode. Like writing your writing schedule, your writing situation, your writing habits. You take what you think might work for you, you try it out. If it doesn't, you throw it away and try something else. You don't have to do it. And the same is true with writing advice books. Even if they're written by one of the biggest best-selling authors on the planet. It worked for him in that specific moment and that particular time of his life. And has worked for him ever since. But it might not work for you. But it also might work for you. Or parts of it might work for you. Or all of it might work for you. But if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. The one that's always kind of got me that he says to do is write every day. You've got to write every day to be a writer. I don't think that's true. If you can write every day, that's great. And if it's helping you, do that. If it's becoming a chore, something you're not enjoying, something you feel you're being forced to, then it's not working. A lot of us don't have the opportunity to write every day because we're not full-time writers. So I don't think that works for everyone, and I don't think you should take it as a hard, fast rule of writing. The other rule he gives, which I do believe in, is the to become a better writer, you need to be a good reader. Or to be a reader. Read more. Read lots of books. Uh, The quote is... If you don't read, you don't have the tools or the talent to write, and this I do agree with, that you can't grow as a writer and learn techniques and sentence structure and trying different things unless you read. I think I've said it before, but it's like a famous chef not trying, eating different dishes just eating the same thing over and over and then expecting to come up with incredible dishes to make. So it's a short book, short little half book on writing advice. I know he's got a thing in there about adverbs uh, and various other techniques with writing. But I think it's a good starting writing book if you want to start reading some writing advice book. kind of lets you in easy, isn't too heavy isn't too long and it's set up so you can kind of easily reference it and check back on stuff so that's my recommendation for a writing advice book Stephen King's On Writing alright I think that about does it on this beautiful morning here at Taylor Mountain Regional Park I'm looking over the city of Santa Rosa here the sun is just coming up behind me over the hill it's kind of shaded over here because the sun was still blocked by the mountain but now it's just about to come above the trees and light up everything in front of me hasn't gotten too hot yet thanks for downloading streaming and listening Really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me at all again, you can reach me at writingwalks at gmail.com. You can message me on the Patreon, patreon.com slash or on Twitter at BookBanter. Thanks again to James for suggesting the writing as a parent topic, and I know you gave me a few other topic suggestions, which I'll hopefully be able to do over the next few years. Uh, if anyone else has any writing topics they'd like me to talk about, go ahead and contact me, mess, message me, tell me about them. I'll be see if I can fit them in. If you'd like to support the show in any way, you can do that either through my Ko-fi, which is linked on my profile page on Twitter at Bookbanter, or on the Patreon. Again, that's Patreon.com/AlexeyTalander. With the last episode. When I was talking about writing goals, I actually did a blog post on the Patreon, which everyone can read. It's free for everyone to read about writing goals and what my set writing goals are for the year. And I think I might start doing a bit of this now with each episode that comes out and do a bit of a blog post on the Patreon. Again, for now, it'll be up there and free for everyone to check out. Uh, the other thing to check out on the Patreon, too, is I put up all the photos for my writing walk. Uh, I put up some, up to 10, on my Instagram account, at Um But on the Patreon, I can do more than 10, and I usually take more than 10 photos, because these walks are always so beautiful and enjoyable. So uh, go to the Patreon if you want to see all the photos. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Riding Walks. and hop up this rock. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit, because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Got great rates for everyone. Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family with free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants.